Hey, what's up, wild people? How are you guys feeling today? Sun shining in your neck of the woods? You know, I didn't mean to start this podcast off talking about the weather, but that's just the way it came out. So I hope you got sun shining. If you don't, uh, I hope you're grateful for whatever weather is being thrown your way. I think uh, just being grateful for what is, is sometimes overlooked. You know, especially when it's been cold, we've been, you know, quarantine life, so sunshine right now. The almighty medicine that I think, personally anyways, kills all viruses. You know, it's out and about and it's out in full form. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to record this intro and go get me some, if you know what I mean. So, uh, it's, it's all things gardening right now, end of May. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good on many fronts, grateful for many things. Uh, and actually gonna, I'm going to get to what I'm grateful for in just a minute. But I first need to introduce my wild and wonderful guest today, which is the only Synapse or Snappy Home Fry. Snappy is a self-acclaimed sound alchemist who believes in the power of sound and music to shape our consciousness, activate our heart, nourish our spirit, and bring us closer to ourselves. He's hailing out of Toronto, Canada. Synapse stands out, in my opinion, as being an eclectic DJ in the bass community, weaving in his own productions that inspire a feeling of connectivity and expansion while staying true to his desire to express the universe through his music to the heart of the dance floor. So I met Snappy uh, years ago now at the Living Center in London, Ontario, where we were both doing some workshops. I believe Snappy was doing permaculture while I was doing uh, Shamanu Earth Wisdom's teachings. And uh, I've gotten to know him here through this podcast, and since an early age, Synapse has been exploring the world of sound and creation with bass, guitar, drums, percussion, and anything that would really make a sound. Playing in funk, jazz, folk, and reggae bands consumed much of his youth and into maturity um, that inevitably led him to a path of touring and discovering um, his allurement to the recording studio. So after many years, he's worked in many different recording studios. Synapse decided to start his own, which is called Playhouse Studio, which you'll hear more about in today's episode. But that's the place where he's continuously working at searching for, you know, the sound that expresses the complexity of human emotion and transcendence. Um, everything links anyways are going to be in the show notes. But I really do, uh, I, I find Synapse, his music uh, unique, and uh, well, specifically the accumulation of his experience as a multi-instrumentalist, performer, and producer slash engineer. Um, you know, it's given birth to Synapse, and he's you know globally influenced psychedelic bass music producer slash DJ. Um, you know, he's guided by the sacred elements of nature and cosmic harmony, and we talk a lot about that today. Harmony with nature and making sounds from that that kind of embody that um, vibration essentially that we have out in nature. So um, he's aligned with ecstatic dance and transformative festival culture. Um, Synapse has shared the stage with desert dwellers, the human experience, um, and many, many more. And he has uh, played sets at Lucidity Festival, um, Beloved and Lib, Future Forest, and Harvest Festival. So you can check out all of Synapse's music on Bandcamp or on his website, which is playhousestudio.ca. So a truly unique episode, and I just love the poetic nature um, that Snappy's able to put these words into when talking about music and nature connection. I think it was an awesome one. So 
Anyways, before we get into that show, I want to share something with you guys because I said that I would be sharing this and keeping you updated. I guess um, I have recently become a property owner. I have uh, purchased 28 acres of Canadian Shield up in central or I guess northern northern Ontario-ish. Um, it's more of a central southeastern, if you will. But um, anyways, Canadian Shield is you know, a huge landmass formed thousands of years ago. And, uh, yeah, I've always been a wannabe mountain man. So it's official now, um, at about 425 meters or so above sea level. Um, yeah, I've got my little piece of what I would call heaven on top of a mountain. And, um, truthfully, it's, it's one of those things where I'm even having a hard time putting words together to uh, to share with you guys, which I think says a lot when I become speechless. So uh, yeah, I'm just in a, a state of awe and um, just trying to, I guess, not spend my, my days uh, dreaming and imagining, you know, the cabin that I've always wanted to build there and uh, how I'm going to begin interacting with this particular piece of land. Because, I mean, throughout this process, I've always had this vision of what this land, what I would be doing with this land, but now I never knew what that land would look like, right? I guess it's kind of like similar to someone who's like thinking of what kind of parent they'll be, but they still don't know what their child would look like if they haven't had it yet, right? So like for me, just now seeing the land and seeing the slope, like it's got this lovely kind of south, southeast uh, slope to it um, as it goes down towards a, uh, a lake and a marshland at the back and at the bottom of the property. And uh, I'm just thinking like, wow, like the amount of opportunity to grow, um, food here on this land it's just it's there so I mean I think uh, of the 28 acres about eight eight acres or so is cleared um, with kind of like tall rolling grass hills with like rock outcroppings and whatnot and um, yeah it's it's actually uh, I I lucked out honestly it's not too far away from Ottawa Ontario which is the capital of Canada for you international listeners and um, yeah it also has a well already dug on the property which is more than I ever um, you know more than I ever thought I would would have there, I guess, um, when looking at just like barren land for the most part, right? So, um, yeah, I couldn't be I couldn't be happier, and I'm already in the planning phase of now. Obviously, with me being in the middle of my PhD, um, very busy with all of that, and uh, yeah, so I think balancing when I get to go up to this land, it is five hours away from where I currently live, and. Uh, yeah, I got to figure out when exactly I'll be going up. So uh, beginning of June, end of June, like, you know, a couple times a month here for the summer. I'm going to get a taste of what the black flies are like up there. Um, And yeah, we have a few projects on the go. And I say we as in me and my two brothers, which, um, you know, they've kind of been, they had not kind of been, they've definitely been my like sounding board when, uh, you know, oh, I found this property or I found that property and just talking about land and and that and and a few other friends, uh, Richard being one of them. And as, you know, um, in episode three, we have his story of returning to the land. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually getting the opportunity to return to my own. And so I'm grateful for those, uh, family, friends, brothers, uh, to be able to kind of, uh, yeah, be there for me and, and be the guidepost throughout all this. Cause it's, it's a big decision. Um, and you know, it's something I've been dreaming for dreaming about for a very, very long time. So anyways, I'm, uh, Super excited. I will, I guess, let you guys know, uh, you know, what's happening on the land. Uh, This has always been the dream for me to 
have a forest institute or an uh, eco-spiritual education center of sorts up there. Um, I still am in the, you know, the dreaming phase of that as well. And I don't think something like that is going to be fully dreamed into being for some time. So at this point, it's just me and the land and uh, going to get to learn, learn the land and uh, get to know it. I think that's the most important uh, piece right now. It's, it's the thing that I'm looking most looking forward to the most without a doubt just one year of observe observation seeing where the sun rises and sets and, and all things like that and um so yeah just a lot lot to be grateful for without a doubt and uh so happy to be sharing this with you guys here on the podcast and i guess in these intros i'll probably do a little bit of my you know reasoning behind things um you know, having a rewilding lens on, it's how, how close to that rewilding or how close to the land do I want to live? Where do I want to see or where do I want to use um, materials and uh, tools that, you know, might be gas-powered or might be uh, even synthetic? Like, just those questions. And I guess going back to, you know, a couple episodes, Richard's episode, episode three, but as well as the building biology episode and some of the things that we've went over there, um, yeah, there's a lot to learn, I realize, and I have to make decisions as to where my values are in going about returning to the land and building a cabin. So yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily think, um, you know, everyone, everyone's going to do things in their own way, which I think is a wonderful thing. And I draw a lot of inspiration from uh, Sean James and my self-reliance YouTube channel um, that Sean has been running now for a few years, which I found, gosh, right when he started in 2017. And, and Sean's journey and his sharing has really, uh, more so recently here, I've really kind of dove into them, but my brothers and I have been watching him for a few years now. And his journey has been really inspiring to me. So I hope to, uh, yes, definitely share what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And I hope you guys benefit from it. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be hopefully doing that more so through a video platform as well. So when I am uh, out there doing things on the land, I plan on setting up a camera and uh, editing that and then adding that to YouTube. So hopefully that's something additional you guys can enjoy out there. But anyways, without further ado, I want to get into this episode on sound healing and creating harmony in nature with Snappy Home Fry. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Welcome to Rewild My Bio self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. Welcome to another episode of Rewild My Bio. Today, I've got some medicine for you, and it's going to come in the form of, maybe you guessed it, music. Uh, I love music. I believe music is medicine. I believe it is one of the most old school, original forms of music. And to talk all things music, I've got Snappy Home Fry here with me today. Snappy, how you doing, my brother? Hey, brother. I'm doing fantastic. It's nice to be here with you. It's so good to connect with you. Right now, and you know what? It's funny talking about the universe, bringing together, bringing us together for this episode. Um, you know, I had met you, I guess, years ago at the Living Center in London, Ontario, which is an eco spiritual uh, school. Eco, yeah, eco spiritual uh, school. All things permaculture, all things herbalism, 
Ayurveda, nutrition. I'm sure we'll chat a lot more about it. But yeah, I had met you there. And then it was last summer where uh, you, actually you and your partner had performed a wonderful uh, drama production and uh, you were mm-hmm. dressed up like the sun which was like perfect mm-hmm. for summer solstice and uh but yeah you had played a uh performed a show that night and so i thought hey let's get together and i had you on the list as far as chatting about ecstatic dance and conscious music festivals and all the good things that i love and apparently you love because yeah we do those sort of things at the living center but uh yeah no i thought it was great because it was maybe what was it, a few weeks ago now i had reached out to you via email and or from Instagram or something like that. And then sure enough, about five days later, I bump into you at your coffee shop in downtown Toronto. I'm not from Toronto, but there you are right there. And it was like, okay, I guess we're supposed to do this thing, right? So synchronicities. But anyways, yeah. So tell us about your journey into music and nature connection. And uh, yeah, the passion of your life, or I'll assume it is so. Absolutely. Music guides me. Music is my muse. Music, um, is is the heartbeat that I connect to that connects me with the universe and it's my lens the the way I see the world and it's um yeah it's it's my life I don't I don't have really a choice I feel like I was pulled into it at a very young age yeah um sound and music it's uh even just the the visceral feelings of um connecting with a sound that that you know resonates with you um there's some obviously a myriad of emotions that we go through. Um, but I remember some of my earliest memories were being affected by music, by hearing it and having, I didn't understand the words, but I, I felt something in my stomach or I was aware of something. And, um, so emotion music and, uh, body electricity and how this connects us to, um, the universe, I mm-hmm. think, is is my path. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's it is. It really does connect you to the to the great mystery of things, and it's it's funny how you say it's from such a young age. And I recently have uh, two new nephews, young nephews, and just about a year old. And as soon as like the 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 beat comes on, they're just moving, right? And it's something instinctual in us, and it's it's there from birth. So I mean, uh, yeah. And like you say, it's totally a visceral experience, and it's connects you without words, right? It drops us into that present yeah. moment for sure. Yeah, exactly. What, uh, well, I mean, yeah, you said it was from a young age. So what specifically, I mean, were you, were you that kid that was beaten on like pots and pans, like as like a two year old or what was your like first instrumental, like give us a little background as to when that kind of really started for you? Yeah. Um, well, I think just, just hearing some songs, uh, my first, you know, my earliest memories are of listening to, um, like Puff the Magic Dragon really, and, um, just being, emotionally affected by it and I would weep I would and I would want to hear it over and over again and my sister would ask me why and I I remember not knowing but it was this I loved the intensity of feeling so much um I remember weeping to Beach Boy songs that you know that aren't sad in nature but there's this emotive uh, I you know I probably I thought something was wrong with me and um hid that for a long time and um, early in my life, I got attracted to producing music. So I, I use that as one of my tools as knowing when something feels right is like, do I get that feeling? Like, do Amazing. I, 
Yeah, that I'm trying to translate that ultimately to someone else. Right, yeah, without a doubt. And that's just, uh, might be something that we even, uh, is lost, I think, in this day and age, right? Looking at rewilding things and kind of regaining what maybe we have lost as a civilization. And it's that instinctual knowing um, and knowing when something feels right. So yeah, I really like how you brought that up, that for you, and I think so many people, that music can teach you what feels right and what doesn't feel right. And that's, uh, yeah, very well said. Yeah, there's so there's a lot I have a lot to say about that. Yeah, um, sure. Just in terms of being a guide, I think we all have uh, this awareness, and it can be just a feeling, you know. Um, I like the way you talk about music uh, being such a big part of what we are. Um, but initially, I think we all are our music. We we are all, all vibe. Everything is vibratory. Right. Um, in the vibratory state, everything is in constant movement and. Um, when you get into that quantum level of thinking of it, it turns into um, just that we are music. And, and so everything, even just our feelings, and we the more we can connect with that, as you're uh, grateful for this show, is mm-hmm. rewilding us helps us connect with that primordial connection with frequency and which is ultimately related to you, the earth and universe and greater things. Right. Without a doubt. Well said. Very well said. And, and yeah, I think I, I'm thinking back to a time at the Living Center, actually, where I had first felt the earth's heartbeat, or at least heard it, right? And for me, I mean, obviously, it, it was going to come through different ways for different people at different times. But for me, it was like the... Um, like if you can entertain the idea of like thump 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 And it had a very rhythm, and I could feel it, right? Like my heartbeat connecting with... The Earth's heartbeat, and this is obviously through uh, a week-long immersion in nature, connecting with plants and trees and a forest. So, after some time, you know, being in that environment, as as you've been there before, it's it's truly a magical healing place. And yeah, to be able to connect with that primal knowing or primal instinct, like in that way, it's it's so truly, truly special. And I like how you also said um, it's kind of getting in at the quantum level. And it's a kind of a great segue to t- chat about your uh, new album. And I'm curious as to what spi- inspired it. And I love the, the album name, Outer Reaches of Inner Space. And I'm just thinking, um, yeah, once you go, I mean, I'm thinking about those times I've sat in nature meditating. And if you go far enough in meditating in on your own body, eventually you, I mean, eventually I should say, have <laughs> become one with the outer space again, right? So I just love the title. But yeah, what was, uh, what was your inspiration for that album? Hmm. Um, yeah, just that about, about going in and that going in, um, it's kind of like the eye disappears because then you're, you are not, it's not the eye anymore. It's, and that, that awareness is the outer it's, it's all, it's, you know, it's all, all of it. Mm -hmm. So that, that music was that journey, um, and that awareness that I was playing with, um, at that time so that that album's a couple years old oh it is um, now eh? yeah okay that was my first uh offering when i was sort of turning into this um i've been going on this path for about four or five years now of making my own electronic music and my first offering okay. i really wanted to be an ambient gentle thoughtful offering and i'm making more bass dance music psychedelic um and very earth connected music which is where I'm going now, which is the music that I was making at the Living Center recently. Right. Okay. So that was yeah. that was my mistake. Then I thought that was the title of the newest album. So then, what is that album there that you had recorded at the Living Center? Yeah. So uh, that was a um, 
an opportunity to be there at the Living Center, I should give a little bit of a backstory um, that uh, I had an opportunity to house sit at the at the Living Center. Um, been developing a relationship for a number of years with them, and as you mentioned, we've been contributing. My partner and I, Danielle, have been contributing to the uh, solstice gatherings and and other gatherings. And because as as people might know, they they do a lot of community events and. Um, bring in a lot of there's a lot of um, inclusive effort to bring people in and and uh, and share what they've learned from the land and from their life's uh, experience they've been so committed to their path for so long and they have so much to offer so it's a great space Mm -hmm. and I've been fortunate enough to um, be friends with them and they invited us to house it for them because they were going to connect with the the wildness of um, of Costa Rica and so I decided to use that time to do a writing retreat because uh you know it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time and I, I imagine being at different places of the world and this kind of happened and it just it was an it was a very clear yes like this is what I need to do and I, I arranged my life so that I could uh, commit to being there for five weeks and so this work is um yeah, it's, I wanted to use the inspiration from that land and right. uh, from the Living Center, which is a sort of a, it's a, it's an energy of itself, you know, it's, um, and as you felt, you know, as yeah, you connected right. with, so um, I wanted it, uh, so this new music, I wanted to be expressing this earth connected, um, deep romantic uh feeling towards earth and so um i have it, it was quite a journey to go through and right. um it taught me a lot of different things and and revealed some actually i'm just working on that now actually that's something i'm oh, you are. so what i did was i put five weeks of just creating ideas okay. and then uh i'm going through it now to sort of sift through uh what it is i want to finish and and right. uh, share with the world Oh, that's amazing. So we're still waiting on the, the Living Center uh, project, I guess we could say that. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a amazing. while. Okay, cool. No, it's and I think be. that was that was just it. I had um, I had seen it again. I had already thought about, hey, Snappy would be great to chat with about all things ecstatic dance and that. But then it was recently where I had seen that you were there doing this retreat. Yeah, 40 days, 40 nights. And there, yeah. you, were, there you were with your um, microphones recording what, you know, the crackling sounds of fire and all this. And I says, oh, this is going to be an album. So, yeah, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to hear what comes out of that one for sure. Um, how did you come across the Living Center? I guess I never, I, I never really had asked you that. Oh, good question. Yeah. Um, well, some people had you know told me about it friends had been uh mentioned it i was i was looking for a place to study for a while um i connected with some people in mexico uh and um they were from california and i've been going to california uh and tapped into a community there in san diego and Mm -hmm. they uh there was a lot of permaculture there and they're they're quite a you know quite advanced i feel like they're they've been doing it for a little bit longer and the, voc- the vocabulary and their commitment is a bit deeper um, in its own way for, for its own reasons. Right. So I realized that that wasn't sustainable 
um, you know, studying and traveling back. It's you know, it's not very permaculture to go to San Diego <laughs> to learn about permaculture. True. So I thought I should study because there's you know lots of places to learn about permaculture all over the world. It's very attractive um, and talented people sharing that knowledge. Sure. But I wanted to learn in my own biodome in my own region my own ecosystem which is ontario so um friends of mine i was like asking around and friends of mine had told me they'd studied herbalism and different things and um so i'd heard about them for many years and then i eventually took the permaculture course and and fell in love in in a myriad of ways it was yeah it's still it's still a yeah it's it's just something that uh, pulled me or um, found its way in my life. And right. That's like something I would say the same thing. Did I find the living center or did it find me? Right. Like it's I, interesting stories that lead us, lead us there for sure. Right. Without right. a doubt. Um, well, what I'm interested in, you had mentioned before we got on, you had said, um, are, are you, so you're in Toronto now, but were you, um, from the West coast then or had been uh, out there traveling or touring or. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, I met the people in the West Coast in Mexico, but I, I used to oh, travel I quite a bit. So oh, okay, I, I see. But you've I've, always uh, been out of Toronto then, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, basically. Right cool. Cool. Well, you know, let's go back actually, because uh, yeah, talking about, you know, childhood and, and that, but I'm curious as to your relationship with, the question I ask guests often is, yeah, what was your relationship with nature like as a kid? Was there that thread there? You had mentioned that music was kind of always a part of your life, but what about nature as far as inspiration for music? And was that always there for you? Uh, for music that I think that came a little bit later, um, relating nature with music, um, as you're so beautifully attaching the two, I think it's really important to, to, uh, also talk about that. Um, but where I grew up did have some nature. Actually, I, funny enough, I I just went went through there with my partner Danielle. Um, we went back to Pickering, which is where I was from. And um, back in the '80s, it was a uh, very country, and there was I grew up playing in fields and with frogs, and there was mm-hmm. a, a bunch of abandoned houses that hadn't yet been developed. So it was beautiful to walk through that na- those neighborhoods and. One of the things that I noticed was all these rivers that, and and creeks that are kind of running through the streets that I used to play and plan. So I didn't realize how much nature actually was a part of my life, and and maybe that influenced, um, maybe that influenced me in connecting with nature. But I think it's more of my uh, empathic, um, my, my empathic nature that that I that I connect with the the elements. Right. Yeah. In the living world. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, and I could definitely, I could second that because I would say I, you know, grew on growing up in the country and having access to, you know, growing up on a farm and having access to a, you know, a large wooded forest. And, you know, I never really. Are you from the East Coast? No. So I'm, I'm from Ontario as well. South, okay. Southwestern Ontario. So right down in Kingsville, Ontario, actually. So the most Southern Canadian town. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Out there. So that's where I'm from. So yeah. And again, looking at things as I, you know, as I age, I've started to realize my, my empathic nature as well. And my connection to things like trees and, and rivers and rocks and all these things. Right. And um, right. yeah, again, so grateful for the teacher teachings of a place like the living center where you can actually unlock um again some of these inherent abilities that we all have i just think we sometimes forget as we get busy and distracted with modern day things right so yeah and that's why yeah, yeah. i think no oh, sorry go ahead 
Well, yeah, I, I, I love that you, you keep on mentioning the living center and let, let, let me just add that it, yes, it is such a beautiful place. Um, and that, that's one of the things that they really, that they really share with, with us is, um, is how to reconnect with nature and, and, um, as, as may I say, elders, um, you know, they've, they have a lot of experience and they, they've, they offer it in such a beautiful, um, articulate way that is, um, is easy to understand. And so it's, it's such a great place for us to, to remember what it is that we are, which is, which is, uh, we're, con- we're connected with the elements and we are the elements. And right. so yeah, it rem- helps us to re- remind us right yeah. beautifully said and it, it is that reminder sometimes we have to forget again with things like music we forget the eye and we can actually for, remember at that point you know this connection this unspoken or unseen connection that we have with, yeah with the with the living earth and actually yeah i will definitely put in the show notes for all you guys out there and actually today when i was i had told snappy before we got on that i was chatting with lorena and Chantry, who are the owners and operators of the living center if i haven't said their names yet beautiful people beautiful elders as you had lovely put as well and uh, actually, I did you do the Shamanu Earth Wisdoms teachings as well, or did you? The I did. Yeah, you did. As well. I did that yeah. last year. Yeah, right, right. So yeah, I had done that two years. I think two years prior to maybe, I guess me- meeting you there, or that maybe it was that second time around. But anywho, I will definitely put that in the show notes for you guys. And actually, I chatted with them both about coming on the podcast and you know speaking towards their respective uh, you know disciplines. So. Yeah, it's going to be some mm-hmm. more more good episodes coming in regards to all the stuff they do. Um, I guess while we're chatting about them and the workshops they offer, um, the sounding, obviously, Lorena's sounding oh. practice. Now, just the other day on Instagram, I, I'm trying to do my best right now, you know, helping folks out who are at home, working from home, might have some, you know, anxieties and tensions and fears, kind of, you know, ho- holding on to those patterns, I guess. And so I had shared with everybody... Uh, what sounding looks like on Instagram in case anybody wanted to try the practice, which of course, if you're new to, new to sounding, it might look and sound quite odd and weird. Um, but as I had explained there in that Instagram post that, yeah, essentially um, it's a form of kind of tracking what's going on inside of us and putting a sound and then putting a sound to that. And throughout life, certain emotions pop up. We either push them down or acknowledge them. But when we push them down or hold on to them, they can actually bind up and store in our tissues, right? So through sounding as amazing tool or technique practice that would, can help us essentially um, put a, put a sound, put a uh, verbalize what might be trapped down to help move that forward, right? So all energy needs to essentially be moving. We're in a constant flux with the, with the elements around us, as, as Snappy has said. And by sounding, we can kind of clear out the clutter. So lately for me, it's just, you know, it's hard to not tune into the news and someone like me who's empathic, it kind of sticks, right? So a good sounding practice in the morning, I guess a long-winded way of saying it, a good sounding practice can go a long way right now. Um, so yeah, how did you how did you find sounding? What maybe what are your thoughts on it, or how could you define it? If Lorena's listening right now, maybe we we got to be careful. She <laughs> might be marking us, right? So <laughs> yeah, I, I you you put it very well. Um, yeah, I mean. I'm, Think I think a lot about the emotion, the energy of emotion, and how it's as you mentioned, it's stored in our body. Um, our body um, has memory, even long-term memory. There's, there's, um, you know, even in within our lives, we we hold trauma within our 
uh, within our field, right? Mm-hmm. This is the, the essence of the the teachings of the, the biofield work that I that I also practice. Oh, cool! Which is uh, using tuning forks essentially as um, kind of like energetic acupuncture um, within the the human biofield, recognizing that we all have this electromagnetic field that's running through us, coursing us through our bodies like a toroidal field and um and in within there we we have memories that are stored um so it's it stores even energetically too of course right um, thanks yeah so so sound is it's just a beautiful way of, of breaking that up and that's used in science of course through um we use sound to break up you know kidney stones and um, ultrasound to you know there's all kinds of ways of this is also frequency right this is also sound they're ultra high we don't hear them but it's also the same same principles um so yeah sound is just yeah just in terms of release like it's i think release is a big word i would i would choose it's releasing that tension and and as there's resistance that creates um it, it creates just things like disease and right yeah all kind of, you know, blockage and energy is not flowing. So it's stuck. And then in issues, it's the same with our body. It's the same with our energy. It's the same with the earth. It's, it's all, it's all the same. Right. Um, yeah. So sounding is, and, and, and then there's just something so profound about the own individual spirit of like, what is your sound and right. your, your u- unique voice and how that comes through. And, and, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a great journey to to be on to feel your body release through through sounding. Yeah, through opening your your voice, which right. is such a beautiful another beautiful gift that the human has is to create sound through your create music, mm-hmm. you know, through this this unique box that we have and we can express our feelings through it. It's incredibly sacred. So mm. to share that in a sound that it's not attached to anything else other than your own emotional release is profound. Oh, and, wow. Right. Yeah. One, it's, it's one of a kind really. Right. And, yeah. and I think you, you put it so wonderfully too, is that, you know, I'm thinking there's those release blockages and of course things like these things being held onto can manifest disease, but disease aside, even just find the, the power and the beauty of finding your voice at whatever age of life, right. Better late than never. And I mean, I've, at the community and in, in the living center, just people of all ages, you know, finding that voice that maybe the first time, maybe, maybe the voice is changing based on what's going on, you know, in the feedback with life and what's throwing us, you know, right now. So again, right now, this is kind of new normal, um, or maybe not quite yet, but we're essentially heading towards one. So yeah, again, what's, what's the voice, what's the sound like right now? And yeah, it's, it's a practice that, I mean, I come back to over and over again, especially in challenging times for me, where I'm feeling like, okay, something, nothing's moving here. Let's go to sounding, right? So for me to even share that, you know, on social media like that, for me, quite vulnerable. But I think right now it's such an important tool, without a doubt. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Well, you, uh, you mentioned your tuning fork. So can you say again what, uh, what that method is and exactly maybe what you might do with someone? That's a really, I find that really interesting. Yeah, Um so the practice, the modality is called biofield and it's created by, um, I could get her book. It's, uh, I, I, her name would slip me, but, um, That's all right. well, I can always dig it up and I'll throw it in the show notes. Might come to us here. Yes. Um, 
it's her it's her life's work it's a combination of, of many things um, okay. uh, it's a gathering of of uh, a lot of science and understanding and energy there's a lot of really exciting things happening with um, science um, mm-hmm. and because it's be able to prove things I mean I, I think a, a lot of uh, indigenous culture tribal culture has have known these things and you know are not able to put you know, to prove things, but they understand them. We, we understand these things intrinsically. Um, I think it's that empirical mind can sometimes get in the way of us really connecting and again, rewilding, connecting. Uh, It's the same thing. For sure. Um, so, and we're in a beautiful time where we have proof for things that are helping us understand uh, the universe in, in more a empirical way. And so biofield is the combination of that. So it's, it's that awareness of it, but it's uh, using tuning forks mm-hmm. to help unblock stuck energy within the biofield. So a lot of it is off the body. Um, uh, there are some. There's lots of benefits with uh, you know with vibration, with a coherent tone, and placing it on muscle. Um, right. There's ways of using both uh, two two tuning forks at slightly different pitches. So you, you've heard of uh, binaural beats? Yeah, or, I was going to ask you. Okay, uh, sure. Yeah, so it's the same sort of principle, but what's happening is that um, through the through the differences of the frequencies, so one's at one frequency, the other one's at another, and your body interprets the the frequency that's um, the difference. I see. If I don't know if I explain so, that so well. it will interpret it would sorry yeah I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to understand that myself so it will basically based on the frequency that you're putting out there your body will kind of match that and then would those frequencies have you know essentially some sort of benefit is that is that how I understood it or well that's a part of it for sure that's right. more um, that that would be you could explain that as entrainment as okay. uh, helping your muscle entrain with the frequency of the tuning fork so because it's a coherent tone that your body will uh, naturally want to also be a coherent tone so it creates more harmony within the body that's makes sense. yeah that's through entrainment right. but so uh, just for those who don't know about binaural beats um, so the the difference uh, is created through through one ear that we hear one tone and we can identify that and if something is really close but slightly off and we're talking about really small differences of frequency. Um, and so when you hear the one that your, your brain actually can't hear them both at the same time. So it creates the difference. It only hears what's different about them. So if one's at, um, let's say 10 Hertz and another one's at nine Hertz, very low frequencies, you wouldn't hear that, but, um, your brain would hear one Hertz, Mm, a difference of the, of the two. Um, Interesting. so that's how we, that's how the, you know, you can create different brainwave states by, uh, in training the brain to like alpha wave states with, which, which are around, I think seven to 12. And there's different, right. different frequencies that help our brains get into a different states of relaxation or tension or meditation. So it's the same with the, these tuning forks that when you place them at two places in places in the body, um, and I'm trying to affect the pack if I have some tension there. Right. Essentially, the the mu- the the muscle would want to, through entrainment, want to be at that frequency, that right. state. So it it then relaxes and tension is released. Amazing. Thank you for explaining that. It's funny because yeah, I've listened to binaural beats for so long, but I, never have I really known that's exactly 
what's going on. So, um, it's, yeah, it's interesting too, because I'm thinking of like, you know, certain disease states and frequency. Um, I know like certain diseases and certain things can't, can't even serve, or they have a lower frequency, essentially a lot of disease states. Whereas I know that through higher vibrations and stuff like that, we can actually, um, through things like sounding and, and whatnot. Yeah. You can actually kind of counter that to create health and, you know, stability in the body. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately the, the, the universe wants harmony. It's, it's always trying to create harmony. So in the language of, you know, permaculture and the living center and nature, it's teaching us that, you know, how do we create more harmony in our life? And that's what a forest is, right? It's, it's a, it's a place where there's hundreds, sometimes thousands of different species all living together and all being, you know, supporting each other right. and it's harmony, it's music. It's the same thing. It's frequency. It's, it is, it's, yeah. um, it's, uh, the universe wants harmony. So how do we create harmony in our lives? That's yeah. so beautiful. I see, I see, I mean, when I, I see that harmony when I'm in nature, um, you know, from years of, you know, being in nature and, and meditating in nature and seeing the kind of frequency and just given the day and the times and it's so beautiful the way you put it because yeah you're adding this element of sound in it and it seems like through sound um yeah you're, you're essentially seeing seeing the same harmony or yeah so that's that's pretty yeah, awesome it's, it's through the lens of mm-hmm. sound that you can feel it's the same thing as like feeling something really beautiful in music that resonates with you when you step into the forest mm-hmm. To, I, I've noticed recent, you know, my path with the living centers helped me see this is it's the same kind of uh, stimulation. It's, it's this right. harmonic resonance that feels good and you don't have to think about it. It's not, it's not part of the brain. It's something in the body. It's something mm-hmm. beyond mind. You it's, know? A, and, it's a spiritual and, practice really, right? Like it's, it is, like you say, it's yeah. beyond mind. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, yeah, without a doubt. And that's, yeah, such a beautiful center to, again, kind of, we're chatting a lot about the Living Center, but it's so perfect because, yeah, like this beautiful marriage of all things spirituality, earth-based spirituality and spiritual permaculture, spiritual ecology, um, which are just things I'm I'm fascinated with and a huge theme of the show. So I'm glad that we're, we're touching on just that. But um, I have, I have no, just, mm-hmm. uh, I have no problem talking about the Living Center um, if it comes up. Right. 20 more times. Oh, you know, I know, I think, right? It's, I think um, people should know about that place. I think it's a gem. I think it it's, uh, it's a really precious um, – it's a precious thing that they're offering to the community of Ontario and the and the, and the greater community it is. in the world. that they, they have a ripple effect that's really important, and, and it's happening right now. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you can – it's something that I believe, you know – we'll talk about, uh, you know, when we're elders, that there was this yeah. beautiful place that, you know, the pioneers sharing this, this, um, this information, this knowledge, this, this way of self-discovery and ultimately connecting with, with earth. Right. No, it truly is a gem without a doubt. I think that's, that's very well said. And I'm, I'm thinking back to, you know, talking about it being a spiritual practice. And for me, my into spirituality was through the lens of health, not through sound, um, not through anything. I've been interested in health my whole life. So that was kind of my into spirituality because I realized we had to be healthy spiritually to be healthy as a whole person. And um, I had a crash course actually recently that I'll share with you that was down in Costa Rica during some ayahuasca ceremonies recently. And um, I had asked the question, teach me how to live spiritually for one of these 
ceremonies, which was essentially my guidepost for the for the evening. If you're not familiar with the um, how this, these ceremonies work, so for me, I was able to see the frequencies in the room, actually see them visually, as if you know, say like the movie The Matrix, where um, uh, yeah, say like you know, Neo sees the one the ones and zeros essentially. But I was able to see frequency and I was able to kind of get an understanding that each individual is going to have a, their own frequency and their own vibration. And if we can, sometimes we try to, we rely a lot on our human senses and these vibrations, whether they be in nature or with uh, any, any, any individual, any communication with something else living, there's a vibration. And if we can tune into that and kind of um, seek harmony, <laughs> beautiful things can happen. Right. So, I mean, I'm grateful for that teaching and I just thought it was uh kind of similar to what we're talking about here. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's, mm. that's profound. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's the real stuff. It that, is, yeah. that connection that, um, when your consciousness is able to perceive that and, uh, yeah, that's when beautiful things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it drops, for sharing that. yeah. Yeah. It drops you right into the present moment. Well, let's chat about, uh, yeah, so when you were there, you were you had performed at the summer solstice. I want to I want to ask you, what is it that you love? Yeah, assuming you love, what is it that you love about performing music at something like, say, a conscious music festival? Maybe you could even share with folks what that idea is if they've never heard that before, or what maybe ecstatic dance is. Well, there's a lot there yeah. that you just brought up. We'll take it. Sure. We'll take it one at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I. Um, what do I, what do I like? So let's, let's focus on a question. Um, which, which, which way do you want to go? Yeah, let's go. Uh, what, uh, yeah, tell me, tell, let's go first. The first question, tell me what you love about performing. That's I, so I hadn't told you snappy. I, I was in a band. I was the, uh, lead singer. I've been a drummer through all my life and, um, music was there for me as medicine at one point in my life where I was a frontman of a metal hardcore band. Um, so very, very loud, sounded very angry, but very positive message. Right. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my into music. So I've performed before also, and I love it. So yeah. What is it that you love about performing? Um, what do I love about performing? Um, well, it's it's a beautiful way to transmit a feeling. I mean, performing with different instruments have there's a different type of uh, offering and there's a different part of you that it expresses. I also play. Uh, I've been playing in bands and I started um, when I was ten years old and I've been playing up you know in punk bands and, and metal bands and uh, I discovered funk music and reggae and uh, you know dancing became a um, a very big part of what I was motivated by. So, um, which led me to where I am now, which is, you know, performing at, at conscious, uh, events and festivals and, uh, all over the city. And, um, but I, I don't play so much uh, as a bass player, which is my first instrument. Um, so, so DJing, if you're, if you're talking about DJing as a performance, um, mm. it's a different, it's a different type of expression, which, right. um, doesn't quite satisfy um, the performer in me okay. because uh, you know DJing is fun and um, but it's a, it's a different way of, of using equipment and expressing yourself and nice. uh, and you know there's there's ecstatic dance types of DJing there's um, you know there's there's playing at a very late night you know party type of DJing For sure. there's uh, ambient there's you know there's so it's it's about I guess the 
the context and the medium. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still love playing my bass. I think that that to me is something really special is where I can directly connect with people who I'm playing with and then feeling that I'm a part of something bigger. And then there's the, you know, the, the relationship between the audience and the room and everything that's going on and, and the band. And it's such a, it's such an alive, it's such a beast of a, of an event, right. you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I love that more than anything else. And, and DJing is, is fun. Ecstatic dance is really beautiful because it, it, it invites a, um, a storytelling through DJing mm-hmm. because there's this arc that uh, ecstatic dance sort of uh, it's built around the arc. It's built. That's sort of the architecture of it is, mm-hmm. is that there's a, a beginning that is very thoughtful and, and designed to help you help you connect with yourself and and the more sensitive um you know your senses like getting Mm. dropping in right now and then and then there's a there's maybe some ceremony and so that there's a feeling of the sacred and and then there's this uh very much um it's spoken about you know just feeling safe and feeling much in your zone so it's more about your experience you know rather than uh anything else it's mostly about your experience and and so that you, the journey of the music is, is to build up and it starts slow and gentle and it moves to an intensity and it keeps on climbing and there's a journey. And then eventually there's a climax, which is where, you know, ecstatic, the, the term ecstatic dance kind of comes from is, mm-hmm. is that peak. There must be that peak of full release. And, and I think you're sort of encouraged as the, the dancer to, to kind of identify the peak and, and, you know, as you're dancing to, to really like let it out at that mm. point, this is where it becomes really therapeutic. And this is where, as you mentioned, the healing comes from is like, so when we're in that place, like to release, and then uh, hopefully there's a thoughtful decline too. So then it's not just an end, it's a, you know, there's leaving you with something sweet. And at the end, it could start very much in the, in the just as it started, like gentle and flowy. And mm-hmm. so that it, uh, it helps you move and move forward into your life with uh, gentleness and um, yeah. Well, that was so well put. And uh, for anybody who is interested in ecstatic dance right now during these times, I mean, um, well, we're going to link everything to Snappy's music for sure. But um, even things like uh, the uh, ecstatic dance Toronto, I know they're putting a lot of stuff online right now with, with the pandemic. So I think, uh, and again, I think maybe a lot of, individuals aren't so keen on the idea like hey what's this is dancing where i'm not supposed to dance with somebody and there's no alcohol or drugs and it's this personal you know most uh introspective meditative expression i guess um that might sound weird to some folks so maybe trying this out at home right now in the comfort of your own home i think to quote alexis on fire if i can if i can do that right now it's a dance like no one's watching or there was some one of their songs like that but anyways that's going back to my hardcore days there (laughs) yeah uh, but yeah no dancing like nobody's watching is is yes it's it's good medicine without a doubt it's good medicine yeah and and the at home uh virtual dance party uh, phenomenon is definitely <laughs> taking place at this moment in human history. It's quite, it's quite fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lots of mixed feelings about it, and, mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't really matter how I feel about it. It's happening, and it's right. Uh, and you know, it's a it's a beautiful way that our culture is adapting right. to to what it is, and um, you know, it offers some normalcy too of right. of uh, 
of uh, the way we gather and celebrate and the fact that we're all kind of gathering, you know, even just you and I yeah, sharing right. this, you know, we're choosing to share this moment together right now. There's something significant about that. So right. when we do that collectively, maybe there's something also special about that too. I have yet to well, participate. Yeah. In one yeah. night, but No, I know another of I, and I thought, Hey, this is a great opportunity to at least say that. And even for myself to, to go and, and essentially do this. Cause yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you said that it's, it's, an interesting point in time where, yeah, we are connecting uh, through, you know, even despite the social distancing, which really is more of a physical distancing, um, there's more social cohesion. And sure, I think, as to your point about sound, um, you know, sound healing, not always just working on the physical, but the energetic, sometimes we store these um, past traumas or events in our energetic field. So it's just, I guess, despite our inability to connect physically right now, I guess it is good that we are connecting in, in, in other ways. Right. And, and like you say, adding a little bit of normalcy into life. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. It's just, I want, I want that physical connection. I'm a very earth based guy. So the physical, uh, is great. Yeah. You know? Isn't it beautiful though? How, how we're, we're still calling in music, you know, we're still saying that this has value to us and this is how we gather and, and this is how we've always done it. You know, it's, it's, pri it's primordial. It's, mm -hmm. you know, we, music pr brings us together and it connects us with something greater. And right. even when we can't do it, we figure out a way to do it. And right. there's something yeah. kind of uh, poetic about that. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, there's actually, um, one thing I was going to ask you, I had been listening to some of your tracks earlier today off your website and, uh, you have this sample in one of your down tempo. So yeah, Again, we're going to link everything, everything there for lifting your spirits. We've got, the, you know, you have down tempo, um, chill stuff. It's, it's awesome. But anyways, one of the samples or sound clips that was from one of the tracks, it said, the ego, I believe it said the ego doesn't resist the high frequency. And I thought, Ooh, that was pretty cool. Cause there we are talking about how it kind of takes us out of our head and taps us into our wild soul again. So how important do you feel? it is for us to find our soul song, especially right now during these challenging times. Um, and how important is that frequency to the, about, you know, the frequency of the music that we're listening to? Like, yeah. How important do you feel that it is that we are finding our soul song? I guess is my question. I'm, I'm not too sure if you mean our personal soul song yeah, or yeah, I guess the that is, soul song. I'd say our personal soul song again, like finding our yeah. voice. Yeah. Finding, um, you know, a, a vibration that call like that calls us forward to being our higher self, I guess. Yeah. That type yeah. of song. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, what I, I can comment on what I'm just kind of putting together as we speak is, is perhaps, um, is the soul song is, is, is kind of what's happening with earth and, and how we're all kind of recognizing, um, that it's, it's, uh, we're in dire straits of, of, uh, doing something about our withering planet mm -hmm. and that, you know, a lot of us are, are taking heed in, in this, the significance of this event and that, um, you know, Lorena, sent out a beautiful message the other day speaking about um the allowing yourself to have the ability to to listen you know to create silence in your life and to listen to what it is that's being called and what it is and may i use your your language of soul song of of the earth you know like we're gonna figure out we have we have to figure out how we're gonna get through this and 
you know, there's a lot of listening that is needed. Um, and that's part, yeah, part of it is like, how can we contribute? You know, how, how can we be, um, how can we contribute to the survival of, of, uh, of this force that is trying to create more harmony in this world and trying to, to, that recognizes that, that the planet is suffering and that we are suffering. And, you know, there's a lot of humility that, that is, um, is being asked of us right now, I think. And mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, I hope that, I think my, my soul song, my, is about humility right now. And yeah. Fine. Yeah. I like how you say that this is, yeah. Kind of calling us towards harmony. Right. And I, and I really, I really do see that. I really do see it as an opportunity. And um, in the slowing down of the economy, obviously we're, we're seeing benefit as far as the, the environment goes, but we're also having a slowing down in our, our in our lives without these distractions, and we're able to sit right now and essentially listen more and see where what harmony gift. is needed. Right? What a gift! What a gift! Right? Without a doubt. Yeah. Well said. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to ask you a few more questions here as we get closer to the hour. But and it's funny because I think it's a nice segue because we're just chatting about it now. But I'd seen on your Facebook um, you posted something saying, "What's the one thing?" you believe we slash humanity could learn from COVID-19 and all of this? And I think it's a great question. So I'm going to throw it right back to you. And I, yeah. I'll, oh uh, no. Yeah, I know. I know. We threw it out to everybody else. You got to expect it back. I did. I did. And it was, it was a beautiful experiment to see. Yeah. Um, I was listening. I didn't respond, but maybe I will hear. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear, hear what, what, uh, comes through you too. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say one thing, and that's kind of what's difficult because I think that there's that there are many um, yeah. there are many things that that come with this uh, this event that's happening and this event that could be seen as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I sure do. I know that I say that with a lot of privilege, um, being where we are in the world right now, and um, so there's humility in that. But um, I must say that for me, it's I, I think the one thing could be that we we see the the dysfunction in in the world, and we're we're all kind of shaken up right now, and we do have the time, as you mentioned, to to reflect, and um, you know, I think we have this space to connect with with what it is that we need to change in our lives and at least identify that there's a problem Mm -hmm. Um, for myself. I've been, you know, thinking about this for a long time. This has been, um, I've been feeling the dysfunction and the dissonance, you know, speaking about harmony um, Mm -hmm. there's disharmony also. And I, this is what we all feel. This is, there's this unrest that we're all recognizing. So that could be my answer of that. We all Mm -hmm. are, are finally, really viscerally connecting yeah, that yeah. there is dissonance right. in our planet and that we are responsible for it and it connect connects us all and that we've got to do something different. I think right. the worst thing that could happen um, is that we don't do anything at all, that, that we go back to business as usual. And I yes. think that would be a big mistake. And uh, so that's my one, that's awesome. My, my one answer. No. And you know what? It's great to come back to harmony too, because um that's just it. I think there are many folks out there that are, are kind of hearing the call, right? And, you know, 
to use the term uh, waking up to it, it I, I don't know if that's the proper term or not, but it seems like a waking up in a sense, right? Where we are all starting to see the disharmony that's out there. And this is an opportunity to say, hey, what's important to us individually? And then once we hopefully, you know, have a sense of that, we can go about doing that and then make the world a better place in the meantime, right? So, um, yeah, and, I, and again, I could see, yeah, the humility yet again and the teachings there right now. It's It's front and center for sure. And I guess, yeah, yeah. How, so if I could ask you a question, yeah, for sure. how do you, how do you feel? Um, it might be too soon to ask, but how do you feel like it's going to change the way you move in your life uh, in the next, you know, five weeks slash mm-hmm. year? Right. Yeah. Well, for me, and it's, it's been something I was chatting with Lorena and Sean trailer about today, and it's just old habits of mine. Um, I'm seeing them pop up as like, wanting to hold on to the old um, and there's a death of the old and seeking that normalcy, you know, I'm seeing them front and center in a way that's just like, I don't, I don't need this anymore, but it's comforting to me. But um, yeah, so at least I'm able to see that, but how is it going to change the way I, I interact? It's, it's slowing me down. And again, it's kind of calling to the center as to what's most important in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, that's just it. It's health to me. And I guess to even answer your question that you posted, it's yeah. Like, what I hope can come from this is that people are starting to be able to take care of themselves, you know, um, and to do the, and for us to have a little bit more control over our health, I guess. Right. That's kind of the always, always the issue for me is I'd like to see individuals have increased control over their health the best that they can. Right. And in this day and age, our society isn't structured as such. Um, we often put the, locus of control external to us, to our doctors or our politicians and whichever, it goes beyond health. But um, we are our own healers, I believe, and we have that capacity to heal, just like anything in nature would. Um, You know, after a storm, a branch gets broken, it might re-hold or we let it go, right? Um, And it continues to grow, but uh, we've been stunted. And I think it's because we do not have control over our health. So that's one thing. And then again, just the disconnection. I think this, for me, comes hand in hand poor health comes with disconnection or nature deficit disorder as it's being called nowadays. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think, um, this is an opportunity kind of to what you said. It's just to see, to seek harmony in that regard and reconnecting with the fact that we are part of this living earth. Right. Um, and we will return to it one day. So yeah, I think that's kind of, um, what I would like to see come out of it. Mm. Yeah. And how to, how to move forward. Um, I like that. Yeah. Well, no, I th- I'm, thanks for the question. And, uh, I hope if I hope, Listeners out there, I hope you guys um, find value in that, at least in our ex- experience or what we want to see come from this. And, and I think many do. Um, so, yeah. Well, a couple more questions for you, Snappy. Yeah, yeah, shoot away. Um, yeah, so how do you, so in, yeah, in these challenging times, how do you tap into that wild part of your soul? I mean, I know music obviously is an important one, but is there any other practices, tools, foods, you know, do you just Netflix and chill? What is it that you're, uh, what is it that you like to do in these times to kind of tap into your wild soul for good health? Yes. Well, I have my own series of bad habits, as you mentioned too, of for distraction sure. as you know, I'm a part of, uh, I'm also part of this culture and, um, living in the city, it's difficult to, um, to step outside of that sometimes and the living center staying at the living center really helped me uh, feel that just being away from 
the city, the, the frequency of the city, the intensity, mm. um, that was really helpful. So, um, continuing with, with that thought, I think just being outside of the city is something that, um, I made a deal with myself long, long time ago to at least spend, you know, at least leave the city once a month at, at minimum. And I try to do it more than that. And which involves, you know, taking a long walk in the forest usually, or being by water or, you know, just, um, just communing with, with nature. Right. I think that's a, that's a big one. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, all the things that you touched on, I think that you could say uh, something about that. Um, you know, my, my morning practice has been definitely uh, something that I've been relying on and the, and some of the tools that I learned at the living center specifically with mm-hmm. um, Lorena's teaching with the Shamanu. Right. Um, there's a lot of breathing and, and, um, movement exercises sure. and some meditation. So yeah, and I those think help me at diet, of course. Yeah. I mean, I've been inspired to drink a lot more water lately to right. try, try to be, you know, more fluid and to, yeah. to promote flu- yeah. fluidity in my life. And so that, uh, it helps me be absorptive to, and, and more aware of a list, you know, listening, mm-hmm. uh, electricity moves easy, more, more easily through my body because of mm. how, how uh, hydrated I am. So, that's a big one too. Just right. trying to moderate the level of distractions in my life, and uh, and there's distraction, and and that's okay sometimes. Uh, and it's important to give give space for reflection. And mm-hmm. at this time, there's you know we I think we have to look at some challenging things, and um, mm-hmm. life could could change, and life you know life is going to change. Right. I believe will, yeah. um, that's another conversation, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just reflecting on that. Right. So, you know, that's, that's, so that's difficult that that creates tension and acidity in my life too, but for sure breathing helps. Um, that breathing definitely helps. I had a, I had a, a moment last night just sleeping. I kind of woke up with some anxiety that's been coming through lately because yeah. of this, you know, the situation. And I, I was able to use just the tools of my breath, like really quickly. I was able to identify it. I'm like, that's so I can I can think about that later, not now. Right. Breathe, yeah. and I just fell back to sleep. So beautiful. Yeah, that's I think those like really um, elemental techniques of of breath and movement. Dance is a you know great mm-hmm. one too. Um, shaking medicine. That's yeah. really cause, you know it's just ways of getting um, getting out tension. That's a I mean that's a beautiful way. You can speak a lot about the benefits of shaking medicine of you're just vibrating your body and yeah, right. getting really primordial too. It's there's yeah. something in your spirit that gets turns turns on and gets alive, you know? Yeah, with think doubt. Yeah. So all these things, you know, animals help, you know. Yeah. You so know. I saw your cat chilling behind you there, I think. Yeah, she's, she's here. Out. She's in the now. Right yeah. No, exactly. But yeah, thanks for saying all that because I think those are the practices right now that I'm very similar to you in in all those regards. Definitely, still my shamanu teachings from the Ren are are a big part of my morning practice. And having that yeah. morning practice is, you know, it, it's something across the board. All mystics, all, you know, uh, seven laws of spiritual success, or you know, all folks that are writing on the topic, whether it be for self help, self improvement, personal development. Yeah, that morning practice across the board. So yeah, thanks for saying that, and uh, and thanks for your honesty too in regards to bad habits, because yeah, they're all they're popping up for everybody right now, right? So it's just it, yeah. it is it is the reality of things. So without a doubt, yeah, without yeah, a doubt. yeah, 
we struggle with, with that as a culture and, and I'm part of that and yeah, for it's sure. not an excuse, but yeah. Well, it's no, not another, another thing you said there too is in the, the water part, like, yeah, right now drinking water for this, you know, for this virus on a physical, on a physical level, one thing. Yeah. Right. Grab, grab your water. There we go. Oh, but, <laughs> but like, uh, even this disease, it has the water element to it. And I had spoken about this, I guess, I don't know where I was speaking about this recently, but you know, um, Corona, Corona means to crown. All right. So essentially when we come into this earth, we are, we crown through our mothers, which we come through a spiral or a tunnel. And I'm relating this back to the water element. So, um, of this disease, I mean, it attacks the lungs and the heart, right? Which necessarily are water related, uh, organs and, uh, yeah, the water elements being something unique to me. And again, the fact Again, I might be going outside of, I think now, now there are children and youth being affected by it, but for the most part, they aren't, at least statistically speaking. So, um, and looking at how pure their heart is and how much water element is in them as a young, at a young age. Um, and as we get older, we become more dry and brittle, right? So again, call a, a call to being more fluid right now in these times. It's just very present in me. So I appreciate you saying drinking, just coming down to drinking more water. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Just, it helps you know, it also helps us be more alkaline and, um, which, you know, is obviously related to stress and tension and, um, as, mm-hmm. as opposed to the opposite of being acidic, which is right. You know, where disease is born. So exactly. yeah, drink your water. Yeah. Without a doubt. I just had my sip there. So, well, my last question here for you, Snappy is, and I can we kind of already touched on it right now with, you know, what things might, uh, what do we want to see change from all this, but all that aside, What's your wildest dream for the earth? My wildest dream? At least for what it is for right oh, now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hit you with the real one there at the end. That's a, it's such a big, uh, it's such a big question. I know. Thomas Berry, um, I, I think, I well, I know through Lorena's teachings, right? Thomas Berry is part of it. And he has the dream, the dream of the earth, right? It's one of his books. And yeah. It kind of inspires that question. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Where to start? I mean, I, I feel, I, I mean, I, my dream of the earth involves humans yep. and I want us to be here and I inherently believe in humans and I know that we're, you know, we're faulted. Um, so you know, my dream of the earth, I hope involves humans, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, and I don't believe it has to, I, you know, I think she wants to create harmony again and she wants to be, be vital and rich. And she, she's such a jewel of, as we've, we've, uh, been recognizing mm-hmm. in, in space exploration is, is that earth is so, so incredibly special, special. And she wants to be, uh, grand and she wants to have big rainfall in a different direction right now. So I, I mean, ultimately that's what I want. That's what I yeah. want for her. Uh, the earth is to be, that's my, my dream of the earth is for her to be rich and vibrant and harmonious and resonant. And right. does that, I hope that involves humans and it doesn't right. have to, right. You know, I, I know that it's not about us and uh, I'm okay with that. I've made peace with that long ago. And if it does involve the human, I think that's a really beautiful uh, dream because um, we have such an amazing 
capacity with this gift that we've been given to have consciousness and to recognize that we are the universe looking back at itself and that we as humans ultimately um we we i dream that we see that we play a role in that right and we see our relationship and the health of us is is the same as the health of her so there's again there's harmony and relationship Mm. so if if the my dream of earth involves humans it's it's that we recognize um the beautiful systems that exist throughout the universe and that the earth is also a part of those patterns, those that frequency, that ripple effect, that it's all uh, sympathetic. It's all in relationship to each other. They're all frequencies right. trying to get along. And I hope that we can recognize that we play a role in that, a really vital role. Right. And, and what could that be in the universe of like, what kind of echo would that create throughout uh, the universe? If when we realize this and, and work with her, um, and to create something that is integrated and regenerational and, um, and beautiful. So much, so beautiful. No one can see snappy right there, but he just gave his head a shake and you're right. Beautiful. Beautifully yeah. said. Um, what a great way to end a podcast. And I so, it so resonates with me what you said. Um, I too hope I'm very much a humanist. That's why I do this podcast. Um, and yeah, I, I very much I, I want to see an earth with us here, you know, in harmony without a doubt. So yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Um, tell folks, tell folks what's next for you as far as, um, you know, Playhouse Studio, um, your, your recording studio in Toronto. And as far as all things snappy music, tell us, yeah, how, uh, what's up next and yeah, where to, where to find your, your work. Yeah. Uh, lots going on, lots of collaborations right now. I'm working on finishing that, uh, that album, which is going to take probably the rest of the year. Um, bringing in a lot of different singers, a lot of different percussionists, a lot of different, uh, uh, musicians to help bring that, to to bring a different element to what I'm doing. So there's going to be a lot of collaboration over the, over the time. I've got a, I play in a band called chameleon project and we're also, um, we're also finishing an album. So there's work there. You can find my music at, at SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Cool. It's pretty easy to find. It's Synapse. Uh, my alias is Synapse, S-Y-N-A-P-P-S. Okay. Um, so Synapse Music is also the Instagram. It's all out there. Uh, I share lots of information about recording and mm. about making music. Um, I'm also an educator with, with music production. Um, so that's a thing that I've been leaning on also, which okay. is something – you know, that's, it, that's really uh, expanding through this unique time that we're in through a lot of uh, internet stuff is, is, you know, how we can share this knowledge. Um, and mine is also of the gift of music production. So Beautiful. there's that. And yeah, there's, you know, a lot of festivals that I've had to let go of this year because of um, canceling of events. So I'm, I'm still adjusting to that. And there's right. a lot of talk about late summer and fall and trying to rejig things. I still have flights to, uh, to different parts of the world to play. So most of them I've canceled, but you know, there's still opportunities. I'm still trying to feel that out, but trying to take this unique time to, uh, finish um, and, um, complete some work that I'm, that I've been doing. So yeah, yeah, that's a big part of it. And yeah, dreaming in what it is that my next move is too. Right. Which which, yeah. 
Without a doubt, yeah. Right on. Well, I'm yeah. I mean, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of I'm gonna have to uh, you know encourage everybody, and I know myself will be checking out musicians and all things. You know, once we get a handle of things, and hopefully get back to uh, social connection and actually physical connection. You know, and seeing one another in person. So yeah, I thank you for everything you had to say there, and I thank everybody out there for listening. If you have a minute, please stop by and check out Snappy's work. Um, Blare it in the living room shake your booty off you know what i mean just get just get down to some music right now and uh feel good inside but i really appreciate you guys listening and as always stay wild thank you for listening to the rewild my bio podcast Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this episode. I would greatly appreciate it if you shared the show with your friends, if of course you think they would like it. You can also visit rewildmybio.com to download previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, I share blogs and bonus content from my health promotion research, along with practical tips to help you rewild in a modern world. Please follow along on Instagram and Facebook at rewildmybio and on Twitter at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay wild.